This is the Search Hustle Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and share the methods, tools, and experiences that we handle every week as digital marketers working with SMBs, franchises, e-commerce, and startups to help them grow their business. We're covering chapter three as a team, the next CMO, and chapter three, page 21, the elements of operational marketing excellence. And I'm just going to, to paragraph two, sentence three. The marketing leader in an organization needs to operate like the conductor of an orchestra, the Nassau mission commander, or even a classroom teacher in charge of wrangling a bunch of adolescents. Okay. So at the end of the day, we're all adolescents in our knowledge, right? Until we really spend time learning something from professionals or doing it, we're just babies. Um, and, and the nice thing is that at the scale that we're at, each one of you really gets to focus in on one thing. Like when we began, you know, me, you, Dave, we were all doing everything. And so as we really get kind of uh, specialized and you really start to figure out who you are in this marketing space at, at this bleeding edge in an agency, you really want to be running at that knowledge because the truth is, is that we can't run at all the knowledge. It's just growing way too fast. Um, it's, it's the bleeding edge and um, the knowledge is changing, the algorithms change. And so that's why we have specialists at our agency, a specialist in ads, a specialist in web development, a specialist in, techn uh, in technical audits, a, special, a specialist in tracking and implementation video, specialist in um, project management and research and writing. And so, and then me, who used to be a specialist, but now is more of a generalist which is kind of above a bunch of specialists. You know, I once was a specialist and now I've moved myself higher kind of in the air looking at the ground while you guys are down at the ground figuring out those things as it changes. And so we just want to continually move our knowledge needle um, weekly. I mean, you guys know me. I always want you guys to be watching something fresh, something new, hearing a new take, and then assimilating that into your knowledge. I don't know about you, but every time I hear something, I think to myself, yeah, that's not really accurate, or uh, that's not really how it is in the real world, or, okay, that's interesting. I might, you know, see how I can weave that into what we're doing. It isn't mm -hmm. like a, hey, we're doing it wrong, or I'm doing it wrong. It's like, how could I take an element of that and weave it into our programming? I'm sure you guys are there, too. Right. Anyone have any other comments on this page? Or how could we test it? How could we test it? Yeah, how could we A, B that? Yeah. All right, I'll just keep moving until somebody speaks up. So, 22... <laughs> Uh, very top, you need to clarify, clearly define success with measurable goals, metrics, targets, milestones. I think for us, we've got this this program that we've designed in the last four years, um, and that's to me is define success is getting through that program for these people. A lot of these clients we take on have no digital footprint. For one, it's digital footprint in year one. If you're going from no digital footprint to, to zero to 50, how far can we push them? Or they come in and they need rebranding. You know, they've been sued and they need to change their name. And, and how much of that digital footprint do we need to modify or change? Or, or they already have a website that's successful, social media programming in-house, and they really need someone to manage their ads better. So this is us defining kind of what that client needs. Um, a lot of our programs, though, cover all of those things, like you know, going checking the social media to make sure they're all lined up, checking the directories, checking the NAP, the the GMB, checking the GMB for accuracy, ch redoing the website, adding new content, adding a blog strategy for inbound marketing and, and thought leadership, managing their ads and their remarketing. And so, it, for us as a marketing company. And this is what the lawyers told me. The lawyers said, you know, you're in fulfillment. 
You, you give them a contract of fulfillment and say, these are the things we're on the hook for. Yeah, you can't promise growth. I, I can't know. tell you we're going to get 20 or 30% Right. These but things do do that. We can say during the fulfillment process, this is the trend that happens. Yeah. And so, you know, you get in trouble when you start to promise uh, growth when you start mm-hmm. to promise, hey, it's going to turn into this. Ads are different all over the place on Facebook. You, you do a hundred times, hundred x your investment, your ROI, and like the, from with what the numbers? asterisks at the bottom. Yeah, results are not guaranteed. <laughs> not yeah, guaranteed. every contract you ever you will ever read. Every yeah. contract, even when they have that as their marketing, you will read in the contract. We uh, can guarantee no results, and yep. you may, may even have negative results. They usually, <laughs> they usually pass the buck back on to you. It's yeah. to negative you bank to account results. results, right? Yeah, yeah. A- ads are a little bit trickier in that way because it is performance based. Like, hey, I'm spending this money, and I want to return on my ads. But what ad company has ever promised return? Like, think of the mailers, the RSVP, the money mailer. When do they ever say, hey, you're going to return on your money? Never. Or billboards, you know. How could a marketing company who's doing that fulfillment for a client also Mm -hmm. say we can, if the company itself can't, how could we, the company that's managing those assets, say we we promise you a return on your investment? I think e-commerce is really the only true ROI calculator that you can use because with Small businesses, it's it's really hard to, you know, know that branding wasn't a part of the aspect of getting somebody to that client where Facebook ads and Google ads to an actual product that they buy now tends right. to be a little the bit more measurable. The cocktail of different things that yeah. brought in a Whenever conversion. money's spent, it obviously becomes easier to track. Right. When there's a dollar bill spent and we know, hey, these dollars were spent here in ads – or in a website, and we got these sales where volume changes, it makes it a lot easier to track, especially in Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. Um, So you also need to define a strategy for achieving success and break it down into manageable chunks or campaigns in marketing parlance. Uh, Complete system view. The conductor of the orchestra doesn't just focus on the performance. She also considers the practice regimens, the development of future talent, fundraising, promotion, the temperature in the theater, and the changing tastes in music for the community. That's really what we do. I mean, we've got this program that we're doing with clients, and um, we're checking the temperature of Google. The algorithm changes. We're checking the temperature of our work, making sure that we're making a dent. And, And what have we found? Like, some people, it takes us three years to make a dent. I, I always yeah. say it's because of the amount of the money the client's spending. Like, I can crank anything up. You want a 1,000 yeah. blogs a day? <laughs> we right. can make a th- I will find enough writers to create a 1,000 uh, blogs yeah. a day and enough developers to index it. Um, so at the end of the day, it's really a mismatch or a misalignment of money spent versus expectation and goals. Uh, and that's us managing it. That's really just as much our responsibility to manage as a client having realistic expectations. Absolutely. Well, Dave was looking up uh, memes about SEO and comparing it to the Olympics. And we we're talking oh, about yeah. SEO is a marathon, but you can sprint at the beginning of your marathon yeah. to get ahead Absolutely. of everybody. Uh, yeah, and there's so, different strategies for running there a, is. a marathon. Yeah. yeah. So just because it's a marathon doesn't mean you have to go slow the whole time. Right. Yeah, and so that's so true. Like, is it a 400-meter sprint depending upon your competition? It might be. Is it an 800-meter <laughs> yeah. sprint depending upon your competition, how much they spend, how long they've been doing it? It might be. You need some yep. ketchup time. You know, yeah. you got to get up there. Like know. ketchup and mustard time? Or? Okay. 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 Peanut butter right. jelly time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> is it a five-mile sprint? It might be. It yeah. might be a five-mile sprint. Is it a 10,000-mile? Is it a 5,000 or 500-mile jog? It might be. 
And so these are really things that we as a team have to get better at understanding. We've taken on clients, you know, you guys have all know the, the, um, the clients we've taken on that really should have been said, look, this is probably a hundred mile jog, just so you know. We're going to run it like it's a 10-mile sprint. We're going to do everything we can to see how far we can get in a year. But you need to prepare, be prepared that this could take three, four, five years to really get off the ground, especially, and, and never is this the case, ever should this be the case, but especially if you're solely relying on us. Like if you've got nothing else and no other irons in the fire, you're not, you don't have a sales guy, you don't already have traction. Like this could be a runway that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending upon a strategy change, it could very well never work because the competition is just running that hard ahead of you that fast. Same page, a lucky leader can achieve their objectives once, but it takes an ongoing focus on measurement, optimization, and improvement to achieve ongoing success. This is why in our programming, you know, we go from the brand logo to the brand guide. We go from the mock-ups to the website. While that's going on, We've got our researcher doing the macro research of the industry, figuring out the pages that need to be built for the services. And then eventually he's going to get into what are the additional blogs or the gaps or the content gaps against the competition. But right there at the beginning, after the website's built, it's hosted, it's live, we have our tracking and implementation guy, Toby, build a Google Search Console dashboard with containers, build Google um, Tag Manager, um, excuse me, search console uh, so that we can see success in Google, build tag manager containers so we can see other actions that are further down the funnel, build an analytics dashboard so we can get slices and segmentation of data, build a data studio so we can present it in a nice way. I mean, what, 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 why do you do that, Toby, right there at the end of the de- development? I mean, if we don't have those probes in everything that's measuring everything, then probes. we don't know... A, where the success is coming from when we get it so that we can do more of it, but where the failures are that we need to tighten up that just keeps us on point with the project. You know, it's a good point. Like, there's a a lot of times where we pop something up and then, you know, Toby's just going back through his checks and he's like, hey, look at this. This is flagging. Like, this is lagging. This is not as far along as maybe we would have thought by now. And what do we do? What have you – I mean, you've seen us. We just scamper to do more. Like, even if it's not in the budget, we will scamper to do more. Like, even if the client didn't pay for it. We we expect this baseline of success from a good development, from good content. And sometimes when it doesn't hit, you know, you really just have to be truthful to the process and do more and and provide more that wasn't properly scoped. Um, yes, we should pass that price point onto the client. Hypothetically, they should have the ability to pay for it. But at the same time, like, you know, we like to be Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we like to be a Superman team. Um, and we learn and we incorporate that into future projects when we know these scenarios that we don't come across very often is a learning opportunity and it's a opportunity for us to exceed the value that we're providing. Exceed the, the value, yeah, which is huge. And so it's a blessing and a curse being a wide-open agency. We take clients every day uh, in industries we've never been in. Granted, we get to take lessons we've learned from other industries and apply them there, which I would say is significantly better than just strictly being in that space Mm -hmm. um, in some regards. Um, And then also the fact that we work from SMBs all the way to franchises, we get that whole collection of large-scale SEO and web development all the way down to the microscopic, hey, we have a small budget, how can we win now? And so we take that all those lessons and apply them into a new space, and, and that causes us to have to, you know, re, 
repurpose our uh, our um, our speed or our you know our run pace sometimes in the middle of a of a go. Well, and that helps with us. Our clients don't outgrow their marketing company. We we are yeah we're always further along the process than they are, and we're helping them get to that point of becoming the franchise, becoming the you know the big companies that we represent. So one things that things that we've done to not be outgrowable. Uh, and there's just no freaking way. I mean, we work with six, 700 location franchises. You're going to outgrow us. Like we work with like top threes in their industry. You know, you're going to outgrow, you're not going to outgrow us. But what things we've done though, to be, uh, make it possible for people to not outgrow us is one, we've added email marketing and Mm -hmm. journeys, tracking those success leads and cold leads, and then warming them up with different journeys, learning those softwares, learning those systems, uh, video. Learn, we've got a full-time video guy that that's what he does all the time. Figures out how to get better at video, how to represent a business better in video. Brand our branding teams have tightened up over the years. We've changed branding guides, and um, and so that has improved everything. Having a cleaner brand, you can see, just makes it where you're just not outpaceable. Like there isn't something someone's doing so much better than you. C- CRO, we're continuously changing, adding a a b testing, advertising management. When we started this, we were really SEO and web development, and then we had to pull on a full time ads guy with you know what, how many hundreds of years of uh, practice you have in that. In, in ads? Yeah, at least Before 100 you? years. Is he a Highlander? What is <laughs> he? You a Highlander? Yeah, how long yeah, has he so lived? So you're Highlander. <laughs> so you were ads before ads were ads. And so like we just brought on these other components because we saw as our persona, our client profile changed, they had these additional pipeline needs. And as we grow and we, and we will find new pieces of a pipeline, you know, pieces of pipeline that we don't touch, uh, let's be honest, billboards. Non-line things. Um, Airplanes. Events. Plane flyers. Events are a huge part of some people's success. Yeah, events. Uh, activities for clients. Going to, uh, what do they call Conferences. Having really successful looking booths. These are things we don't get in. That These are pipeline components. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio ads we really don't get into. Television commercials. We're not we're really a digital component. Uh, but there are other pieces of pipeline that... I mean, the, the traditional pieces, which are the billions of dollars in our industry, people are just now shifting their dollars over to the digital. Let's keep going here. So uh, anyone else have any comments on that? I mean, I have a lot of underlines. Well, the next section is talking about the uh, discipline and um, achieving uh, 22. Yeah, we go. Uh, achieving uh, operational excellence means doing all the right things and not wasting time on the wrong things. And it just made me think back when I owned a screen printing company, the one of the issues I had was not being able to say no to people's orders and mm-hmm. orders that didn't make no sense to my company made no sense to the time management of my staff. And I always just said yes. And so mm-hmm. there's just a lot of times that even for us, there are projects, there are, are companies that maybe their marketing budget, they're, they're too new to, to the marketing to yeah. really fit well with us. Uh-huh that we have to have that ability to say no. We obviously we refer them to other people. Yeah, we've we've said no over the last year to and That's such several a free thing to be able to it's do. It's so nice to say no. <laughs> it's so nice when you vet someone out and they're like, "You I have no cash flow, but I want 10 million cash flow this year." Yeah, you're not a good fit. Um I have no cash flow. I have no product, but I want this business. I've never worked in the space. Yeah, you're not a good fit. Yeah, um, I only can pay you five hundred dollars a month, but I'm paying um, 
this other ad company uh, ten thousand a month, and uh, and they're not doing anything for me, not getting any leads. But I can only invest this much in my digital footprint. I'm sorry, but that's just there's so many questions now that you're able to ask people to see, and you're you're able to feel it right away right. when someone's that's not a good fit for us. Right. Well, when with me with ads, when their ad budget's two hundred dollars and they're competing with million dollar enterprises, you're and a click cost like, is thirty bucks. I mean, yeah, what are you going to get? Like, eight clicks. Eight clicks, and you're hoping that one of them buys. You're going to be mad at us. You're yeah. going to you're going to hate us. It's just going to be go a away. bad experience for everybody. Yeah, you're going to talk bad about us, and so we already have a high barrier for that type of stuff. But the ability to say no to those things allows us to produce for the right clients for us. For, yeah, for our actual clients. So next page, 24, the properly defined goals include the following. And we've been building like a baseball card of our clients. I think these are good things. A descriptive title. The title of a goal should provide a clear definition of success, like create 10 million of marketing generated pipeline in 2020. For us as an SEO company, really, it's um, to win for these terms, like to win for these keywords, to do better for these keywords, to do better in the local snack pack when people are searching near me. For advertising, um, you know, it's it, – how, how do you define winning winnable goals there? To me, it's just having a positive ROI, you know, in, in regard to ads. How do you see those things? How do your clients, the, the dental clients and – Well, th- to start out, it goes with are we getting the right clicks? Are we paying – for, are we paying for keywords and search terms that we don't want? Like, that's the first step. Like, yeah. the first three, four months is just making sure that, you know, I'm paying for what we want to pay for. Right. And then it goes to ad copy. Are those clicks converting at a high enough rate mm-hmm. that the copy is speaking to people? And then from there, it's just now are we converting? So. At the end of the day, if they don't have someone in-house tracking this, like a lot of our dental clients have someone in-house tracking right. and they report back to us, hey, 30% of our leads came from Google. Sweet. We don't have that with all clients. <laughs> right. We yeah. have uh, clients that do 30% more, but then they think it's because they did something. Right. Their phone rang, right. and so that's not digital. Well, it, your phone is your phone number's on the ads. They could click. You're more visible. Your yeah. GMB is more visible. You've right. got responded to reviews. Like, you got more co- copy. But yet your marketing company wasn't... And then we have other clients who tell us, hey, you are true. We can track a million dollars more a year to you or two more million dollars a year directly to your efforts. And so we, we also try to track those things. That's why we pop up analytics, tag manager, search console, so that we can say, look, you were not visible and now you are visible. How are you feeling it? And a lot of them will say, yeah, we're busier than we've ever been. Okay, so what you're telling me is, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm telling you. Um, And then I like it, metrics. So the metrics are the tools that you will use to measure success. For example, marketing-generated pipeline, uh, sales-qualified leads, new logo acquisition. For us, metrics are like, you know, we're going from a digital footprint of X, and we're hoping to get to a digital footprint of Y. Now, certainly we can't. You know, we know a client's goal. I want to be number one in this area for for uh, IT uh, in Tulsa or something like that. Certainly, we have something measurable or a target. Everything we do, we can focus on that. But usually, people don't really know those targets, and, and really, that's our job is to define those targets. And then really, once we've defined them with landing pages, build a blog strategy around them to strengthen our digital footprint and make sure that's in it's expressed in the categories it's expressed in the in the reviews that come come in and 
and ex expressed in the language of the website. And so these are things that we're making sure, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see Toby here kind of looking through someone's search console and like, hey, this page is called this, but yet it ranks for Christmas trees. Uh, okay. Uh, so that, and that gives us a moment of pause to say, we got to redo this. You know, we got, we got to redo this page yep. now. Like we got to, it's supposed to rank for uh, fishing poles and it ranks for Christmas trees. Like we're not even in the same baseball team field. Um, usually it's something like, hey, it's ranking for this, but that's like a, a relative to what we were hoping that it would rank to. And really we can make a couple small tweaks and get it there. And that's really the SEO process is seeing what we have on a page see what are uh, the information, how we presented it, how Google's bots are appreciating it, and then make adjustments along the way. And that's why the next step is, you know, your milestones, making sure that just throwing out, you know, I want to make $25 million this year is great, but there's baby steps. I'm going to date myself. Like, what about Bob? You ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, baby steps to whatever process you're going to. And so make sure you set up the proper milestones, quarterly updates, why companies do those earnings reports because mm -hmm. they just want to see where they're at on their goals. You know, what do they need to tweak, do differently, you know, instead of waiting till the end of the year, end of our contract to yeah. go, well, we're not hitting the numbers we wanted. Well, And half the battle is uh, dealing with emotions versus actual facts <laughs> yeah like you yeah, feel you like your you're having more business it's like well we can't we can't run with that we have we deal in a world of data here's right, another yeah. thing like if we're not careful they've got their inbounding leads into text messages inbounding leads to their uh, bots on facebook inbounding leads to bots on gmb inbounding leads to sales at inbounding leads to info at inbounding leads to jack jack gets some jill gets some and it's like yeah. they don't have this consistent pipeline right and that's one thing we try to do is like we really try to make sure that the forms are all going one place um that that people really are connected to all the potential leads that are out there it if if you've ever inbounded a ton of leads and we have it can get crazy like it, you can lose a lot of leads if they're coming in through text message hey i want to recommend this one guy okay so there's a word of mouth T uh, text message i've got two here We've got some leads coming in through Slack. Hey, I want to tell you about this one guy. Yeah. Uh, this company here, we've got these, uh, we've got salespeople out meeting new people. So then we've got this spreadsheet. And then we've got, uh, you know, some of our people that are uh, white label clients, inbounding clients through email there. And then our, our forums on the website can be piping in. Our advertising can have phone calls coming into our phone line. It can get nuts quick. Yeah. And that's why I put it on my notes here. Uh, that's why we throw people in client journeys. We have one journey that every client, no matter where they're coming from, gets into. And that yeah. that simplifies that process for us that we don't We, we have new, new client onboarding, which has been an incredible journey addition for us. We have a cold lead journey. And, of course, we have a sales process where our guy calls them, uh, you know, same day, next day, uh, just that 12 touch, you know, the reality is, is that we don't get it right every time. And then some people would say we never get it right. Uh, <laughs> I would not say that. I feel like we've got a really good process, but occasionally you'll see one that falls through the cracks. It doesn't get through our steps. And that's us just, how do we set it where we always go through these steps every time? And, and we've done a really good job from our development perspective. We've got this this project details that we're always iterating, we're always breaking it apart, we're always saying it sucks and how can we make it better. And so, uh, um, and but when you have outsiders look at it like, Jesus, this is amazing. But in-house, we're like, how can we make this better? How can we streamline these processes? Um, so uh, 
page 25, and I'll skip some things here. The term strategy is one of the most overused and misunderstood terms in business. That's a bad combination. In the simplest form, a strategy is the approach that you choose to attempt to achieve your objectives. For example, if your goal is to climb a mountain, you can choose a meandering trail that is longer but has a shallower incline, or you can choose to scramble up the steep sheer face. Both paths will lead to the same goal, but they might involve different tactics and equipment. And that just brings me back to tactics and strategy from the art of war. Remember, there are tactics, and then there are strategy, and they're completely different things. Mm-hmm. You might win the battle, lose the war, or vice versa. And so it's like the in here, we have a lot of tactics. Like, we, we, we call them strategies, but the truth is, is we have put together a set of tactics or marketing line items that we feel like come develops an SEO strategy or an SEM strategy. And certainly, you know, we will have to litmus test everything we're doing along the way to make sure that we're on pace for what we felt like the strategy could do for a client. That's what we price pointed it at. Hey, I need you to sp- spend this much an X, X amount a month or, or 2X amount a month because we feel like we can hit these these checkpoints of, of growth, however we define those things with the client or mentally or here in-house. You know, w- what have we seen in the past? What do we need them to pay? Because this is the additional things we need to do. So to plan your hike, you need to choose your strategy in advance. Are you taking just an SEO approach? Are you taking the slow incline? Um, are you going with SEM, running the slow kind and running ads? Do you also have a social media presence and an email marketing? Are you out at events and conventions and doing things for clients and doing money mailers? Like, are you doing all the other things um, to reach your strategy? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight up the sheer face of the cliff. Why aren't you guys going up the sheer face of the cliff? Because you have us in a slow burner SEO package. Like, that's a part of us too is like, and that's a perfect strategy if that's what you want. If make, that's what you want and that's sure what you can afford, strategy you want. you're on the slow climb. If it's aligned with your goals. Yeah. If it's yeah. aligned with if your goals and your budget, yeah. like you, if you want to go up the, the sheer face of the mountain, we will go with you. Right. We have, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine people in this building at any given time. Eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight in this room. We will go with you up the face of the mountain. We have done it, are not afraid of it. Um, we just pack differently. We we yeah. just we just do things differently. We bring we don't bring uh, sleeping bags. <laughs> we you know we are going to bring a sleeping bag on that journey. So, um, are you hiking with a group? So to plan your hike, you need to choose your strategy in advance. And if you're hiking with a group, all of the members need to be aligned on your strategy. Like you guys have to understand how hard does this group want us to hike? You guys remember Deluxe? Like I built I built bitted that to run up a, a mountain face in three months. And we ran that mountain. Like, we, we embedded so many pages. We were ready for their expansions. I mean, they were so... We did so a year contract in three months. In three months. And we've done yeah. it. We've done it with OxyFresh. You know, we embedded 3,600-plus pages. What is it? 600 locations, six pages, 3,600 pages in, uh, in a year. And so it was probably about a year, maybe nine months, ten months, Scott, where we wrote it, proofed it, edited it, published it, indexed it, I mean, we did this project because they had the budget to have us scale the steep face of the mountain. And that was a sprint. And that was a sprint. budget to sprint. And we sprinted for nine months with them. I mean, at any given time, there's four or five of us working on that package in a day. So 
you need to align your team with your overall marketing strategy. Here, our marketing strategies are pretty simple. We do a lot of SEO, SEM. We've got people in video packages. Um, are they producing videos for captive audience, non-captive audience? We don't do a lot of videos for television. We really focus on the digital side of things, uh, YouTube, websites, Wistia, onboarding, training, Vimeo for high-quality uh, speed assets for a site, um, but also getting that value proposition, the story out. And I um, mean, so, you know, those are really the things that email marketing, social media strategy, social media marketing, we do all of those things and we do them really well. Successful marketing organizations have a well-aligned top level marketing strategy. I feel like we do good for knows that consulting, like, um, you know, think of all the leads that we get in a given day, uh, in a given week. Um, it's, it's a lot. And, it's manageable for our team and, and for our goals. I mean, we've got pretty small goals. We're, we're only, our goal is to only just be a, a seven figure company. Maybe we one day say, Hey, let's be a 10 figure company, but I mean a nine figure company or eight, eight figure companies. I don't, so, counting's hard. Math is hard. Ca- mathing is hard. And so like for us, we just like being a, a one to $2 million a year company. Like that's really comfortable for us. We, we can handle it with our team. You start to get to uh, 10, 20, 30, and it really changes how much we will enjoy it. Like we will get to the point where we'll take clients we don't like. We'll be working at a scale that we can't handle. And so we really know with our team, with our strengths, you know, that, that one to three range is a very comfortable range for us. And, it, and it's, um, but people have different goals and, and different strategies to get there. Um, anything on th- 26? I mean, I have lots of stuff underlined. Anyone else? Points, thoughts? That's yeah. a negative for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a negative there, <laughs> Ghost Rider. All right, uh, so I'll just, I'll, I'll say one thing here. Um, so inbound marketing or what would be generally called thought leadership and content marketing, I have built my career on that on inbound marketing. That's really what we're good at. Like as an agency, we're inbounding. You're buying uh, keywords in Google. That's really inbounding. People are searching for something and they're inbounding. There's outbound or push or pull marketing. Um, Really, we're not in push marketing. We don't push people into things. You know, a lot of the big companies do good push marketing. Nike's a great push marketer. Like we're really uh, pull. You already have the need or the want, and we want to be found as an option or an alternative to what you're used to buying. And so we're really pull marketers and an inbound and thought leadership. And that's why I call I have a a microphone and a camera on every single station in this office. I'm looking at every single computer. There is a microphone. There is a camera. Is because content is the way you inbound. Being a thought leader in your space, we encourage all these people we work with. Hey, is it important for you to develop a voice? If so, you need to be in our production studio making video content. You need to be podcasting in our in our quiet booth, um, creating content and a name for yourself. Next page: digital demand model to a thought leadership model. You know, we we really are successful with thought leadership model. It's only one part of a pipeline. Down there in the bottom, if your campaign is designed to generate leads, clicks, views, or registration, then it probably isn't a campaign. In this case, it's a tactic that can be part of a broader campaign. So really mm-hmm. a lot of the things we do are tactics. And then the overarching thing you might say for us really as a strategy, we're really kind of their strategists. Page 28, 
a complete marketing system view, building a comprehensive campaign plan to achieve your objectives is a necessary and critical element of marketing leadership. And that's really you, uh, Dusty, interfacing with client potential clients or uh, leads is what are their goals? What are the budgets? What are they trying to do? What do they do? And then what do we, what, what gaps can we fill from, e- from all the digital things that we've, we've got people here managing in-house? What can we add in a program or a strategy adding these additional tactics to produce some sort of campaign for them. And then what are they doing? Like, you know, sometimes the campaign or the strategy that we develop, it it starts off as a small part of their success story. You know, they already have success and they can already bootstrap a a fledgling marketing program for them, right? They don't want to invest 10,000 a month because... Yeah, they're investing heavily in these other things, and they're already making them money. So they're only investing to the tune of two or three thousand a month. Well, that's what one third of their mar- of their marketing they're spending on these other things. But they they certainly can't expect the same results. Right. <laughs> I mean, you've been spending ten thousand a month for five years. You've got so much traction. You understand. You're going to invest two or three thousand a month with us. Uh, you certainly can't have the same expectations. Like, um, but at the end of the day, it's really nice for us to be able to surprise them and say, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much better than the ten thousand you spent on those other things, exactly. um, and those are the wins that we enjoy. Like th- that's fun when we can say, "Hey, uh, shocker here! We told you that it was going to be so much more success, and maybe it takes us ten, twelve months to be able to say that. In some cases, it takes us two years to say, you know, jackpot. Yeah. We we hit, we uh, hit that tipping point where you've got your website now has authority." People can actually find your brand and, and your services online. They've already been talking about it. They already love you, but now they can find you, and now you're capitalizing online, and now you're scampering to us to say, how can we spend more money with you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's a part of the process. So yep. when reviewer uh, page 31, I'm skipping some things here. Let's just go to 30, second sentence down, for example. Do you have a process to nurture leads that fall out of each stage of the funnel? And Toby, you've... You've been uh, working on our journeys, and you're always like, hey, I just learned this new thing. I think I've got a new, a tighter funnel. Uh, a t- you know what I mean? You're always, I always hear you saying, hey, I've got this new strategy. And that's just because you see these gaps. You see people fall out. You see where our funnels work and where they don't work. And then, you know, you, you've got clients that don't have funnels at all. And um, and that just makes our tracking of, and it makes our lead generation for them tougher, especially if they're not, taking the 85% of the cold leads and doing something with them. Next page, uh, 31, the process for measuring refinement and optimization. There are two primary issues we often see with metrics and dashboards. Either they lack context, right? That's what we're always talking about. What's the context? And Mm -hmm. then um, we don't have any targets. Like what, what are the goals here? Hopefully the client gave us some of the ideas. I love it when clients walk in with a list of keywords and like, hey, here's what we're targeting. (laughs) Sweet, that cuts down some of my research. Yeah. And then where Kirk goes and looks and he says, well, actually, these look like the targets. And then we talk about with the client, you know, is this your language? Is this your potential end user's language? Competitor's language? Yeah. uh, The explosive company. We work with one of the largest uh, building exploding companies. Demolition. Demolition companies on the planet. Um, you know, whatever it's called, exploding companies, uh, yeah. <laughs> firecracker, very large firecracker business. <laughs> right. Um, it, so anyway, you know, the language that we found 
didn't align with what they said. Right. So then once we did our research, then we had to go back to them and, and then they helped us refine it. And then we look again and it's really this push and pull, this iteration, this, this learning that we want to do to catch up with you so that we can represent you well and crush. Yeah. I see that a lot with den- dentist uh, websites is where they, they want to get away from root canal treatments. Mm-hmm. They want to call it therapy. Yeah. But nobody's searching for therapy. Right. And so you're kind of... I want to call it this, but no one searches that. Yeah, they're wanting to brand it this way, but that's not what people are searching for, so make therapy sure you're not... With dental teeth. clients, <laughs> I, yeah, here's my take on it. Dental clients always want to use the most PC language. Right. And what happens is, is end users, people that w- need those services, are like, they lag behind PC terms. Like, so people, the way they search, oftentimes in Google, is a lagger of the language changing. Mm-hmm. So dentists want to stay in front of the curve with PC terms, but really searchers are a lagger on how yeah. they search. And so you can you can really screw yourself up if you try to stay. You get so far ahead of search volumes, and that's why I want to look in right. Google Trends. I want to look in Search Console. I really want to be very cautious when I'm going with PC terms that, that are not really bearing fruit in the search engines yet. Yeah. And I think the other thing here is like the, the differentiation between fluid and fixed. So many clients and people look at these things as fixed, like very cut and dry when it's, it's very much a fluid process. Mm -hmm. The push in the pool is part of that fluidity. It's not just here's a plus B equals C and then close the book. We're done. It's It's, fluid here in our office. Like you'll be embedding something on the, on the website and then you'll look at something in the content sheet and then you'll get the research and you'll be like, uh, I need you to go back to the drawing board and take a look at this. And like, you know, yep. Toby will look at something in analytics and be like, he'll look at the content and then he'll look at, you know, open source tools or take a look at this. And why isn't this performing, but this page performs. And then you've got, you know, Ryan who's over there off in his own world, just running technical audits uh, because just he likes technical stuff and uh, man, a few words over there. And, um, and then he'll he'll be like, you know, why is my developer, you know, he's speaking very <laughs> quietly because the developer's right behind him. Right. Why is the developer uh, embedding a one megabyte image on my website? And so, which never happens, it'd be more like 170 it's KB. Because someone uh, gave the client access <laughs> to the website. It's because to someone gave the access admin rights and right. they embedded it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's just this this uh, you know full circle thing that just helps us do better. I think we're wrapping up this chapter here. Let's see. Uh, page 32, the discipline to connect all activities to outcomes. If you don't have a constant focus on understanding the relationship between your activities and meaningful outcomes for your business, and you that, can quickly devolve into what we call random acts of marketing. Yeah, and I think that dovetails right into the question, to what end, which pretty much yeah, covers a lot of those next pages. Is just like that's the big question to keep in mind every tactic every strategy is to what end and so i I think it's good to never stop asking that question because it's always changing yeah to what end if we always think like scientists in here sometimes we have to be promoters for the client to keep them engaged and and happy with their results like here's where we're winning we're not going to win there because we don't have the authority you're not ready to win there i know you want to win there and I'm a scientist, and I want you to win there, but it's just not that time for that. There's not the budget, and it does, you just got to stair-step a success story for a client. But at the end of the day, we have to be asking the question, hypothesis-making, hypothesis-breaking. What are we doing, and we assuming we assume it has this outcome. Does it still? Uh, and then when the answer is no, then we may, we're willing to be wrong 
and to try something new. I mean, 100%. there's there is no wrong if you just if you order shirts wrong, that's just wrong. But like if you if you <laughs> do something and test it, like and you're like, no, that didn't have the outcome I thought. That's not being wrong. Yeah, that's working on something to learn what right looks like. If you just flat out order something wrong, uh, that's just wrong. There's yeah. no way to wor- learn from that, right? I mean, is There's there? No, I don't. I don't know if you can come back from. I don't something think like you come that. back from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. like when you're like, hey, I think that I should run my ads down to this product page, and you find out that that sucked. That's not wrong. Right. That, yeah. That's finding out that, wait a minute, when we popped it back up one step in the funnel and we ran it at a page with information and the leads came in better on that, that's not wrong. That's winning. That's right. what I call winning. There's really a difference here. We have to be scientists. We have to be willing to make mistakes for the win, like make mistakes for the win. Obviously, we're not trying to make a mistake. We're hypothesis making, hypothesis breaking. Embrace diversity. So 36, wrapping it up here. Or, or real above that, so how do you avoid the everyone gets a trophy mentality? You reward and celebrate success, and you celebrate insights from experiments that can turn into future performance improvements. But if a marketer can articulate the assumption they made, the data that proves the assumption was wrong, the impact of that assumption, and how they will improve future campaigns, they definitely deserve your praise. Like, I love it when you guys are like, hey, I did this, or we wrote it this way, and just does it. Toby's many times, you wrote it this way, but it is not working. Okay, I don't take offense to that. Somebody rewrite this page. (laughs) Like, um, or, but like, there's other things that are just flat out mistakes, and we don't really make many of those. Like, I don't really look at us as a, a mistake churning mill in any way. It's more of like an experiment. Well, that's why we have the audits, right? I mean, we we're the constantly audits, double checking two eyes on everything. Control. Yeah. You know, email marketing, when we're doing email marketing for people, you cannot pull an email back. You make sure you've got a <laughs> test out to right. the client. <laughs> you cannot pull it back. It's like, just like you the send it to the client, so get their approval. <laughs> You send it a test to someone that's above you and let them make the decision so that the mistake falls on their shoulders. There's a lot of things that can be changed live. Like I like, I like to look at digital marketing as, you know, a lot of people are afraid to pull the trigger because they have to have it perfect before it leaves the gun. I look at digital marketing as shoot the damn gun Yeah, because you can move the bullets in the air. We're in the matrix. You can, you're in the, we're matrix, in the matrix, dude. We're in the matrix. <laughs> yep. You can move those bullets in the air. Email marketing, you cannot. Yep. You cannot. <laughs> Don't think you can. There's a very few things. Like when you buy ads that are in print or ad sets that can't be pulled back and changed uh, with large amounts of money spent on those things. You really want to yeah. make sure you don't spend a lot of money on mistakes. Uh, wrapping up here. That's what I like about SEO is I feel like I'm on a crime writing podcast where I'm solving some unsolved mystery. Yeah. And that's that's kind of SEO for me is. It is. Finding, like, we're testing, we're testing, and then something works. And you're like, mm-hmm. I found, I cracked yeah. the code. Yeah. I, fr- yeah. I cracked the code, Yeah. And most industries, yeah. So most <laughs> industries are super fragmented, right? A lot of industries, the market leader might have less than 1%, which tells you the majority of the industry is fragmented. Yep. Digital is like that. It's so fragmented and it's so easy to win at the local because of how, how, uh, how the algorithms are continually changing. It really is, there's always a crack. And so there's always a way that we can help a client become more visible online. I underlined uh, the next paragraph. If your entire team is cut from the same cloth, you can quickly convince yourself that your perspective is the only one that matters. And I just put as the notes when mommy and daddy are fighting because we t- we tend to push and pull 
and go back and forth with each other a lot. And it sometimes is awkward, but at the same time, that's how we, yeah, how, that's how we get all the information and then make the decision. Yeah. Pushing know? pull is very important. My old boss used to do that with us, with me. He would say, no, I'm just pushing and pulling here because he's about to say something that probably is contrary to what yeah. I think. And so it, that, it lowers the barriers, right? It lowers sure. the, 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 I'm not trying to fight you and say, I'm right. You're wrong. Um, oh, I am, I'm but usually right. I um, <laughs> want to be right, and so, but all of you also want to be right. That's the thing. Like when you're in the space, it's really all of us want to be right. Like nobody wants who wants to be wrong all the time, right? Um, well, that's the thing with we're we're probably both right to be honest. Yeah, probably yeah. not. And, and to that uh, end, though, there is a point to where <laughs> arguing is pointless, and you just need to start testing yeah. stuff and uh, see exactly. what wins. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So for me, at the end of the day, it all boils down to what does the data say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's the data saying or what can the data say? And if you think you're so right, A-B test it. Yeah. You you think you're so right, A-B test it uh, on your own dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Day. You're staying here tonight. <laughs> Who's the buck stop with? Who's paying for this yeah. test? Can we legitimately say this is a truthful test? We need to know the answer. Um, developing emerging talent. One thing we do really good here is we develop emerging talent like you know here prime example ryan loves javascript and so we had him create a, a, a php plugin loves php and so we had him create a plugin for a client i allowed him hours each week outside of any scope to just work on those things to to develop that talent and then we we moved that talent into schema markup which dave our developer typically did that but then we took uh, our guy and said, Hey, you know, take JSON LD to the next level. And so he just spent that time on schema.org and really just started looking at it from how can we, um, elevate our, our schema game. And so it just kind of pays dividend there when we've got someone that can you know, work on some side things that can pay some dividends now and in the future. Prime example, Dusty and Toby all sh both share, at, uh, video skills. Like they're both super proficient in premiere, um, and then there's some overlap there, you know, and then with Dave and Ryan, there's overlap in web development and Kirk and Scott, um, there's overlap in um, ping pong skills and um, and then content writing. And and so eventually you, we want to overlap with other skill sets in the marketing. It just makes you better understand the holistic approach we're going for. Um and it makes it easier on me when I can say, hey, you know, Dusty's on vacation. Toby, you're doing this. Or, hey, Toby's on vacation. Kirk, you're doing this. Because we've got someone that can handle it. Or, hey, you know, Toby moved to um, Canada because he thinks America is going to hell in a handbasket. Somebody's now taking his gap. I'd be wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, that's chapter three. Um, that's pretty much it. If there are any other comments, that's speak now or be fired. How do you feel like it's helping you guys to think from a 30,000 foot CMO level? I mean, the book's called the next CMO, a guide to operational marketing excellence. That's good. Did you read that off the front of the book? I, I did. <laughs> we right. do hire people who can read here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, I think it's, it just helps keep that mindset, keep that view top of mind when, you know, like, because uh, we're we're so in the details every day. So, having this conversation and then and then looking at these things and helping keep them in the back of your mind, so you can pull your head back a little bit and see a wider angle view of things is very helpful. And it helps. I think it helps put us in the shoes of the client more mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. and align more with their values. You know, we're 
we're like you said, we're in f- fulfillment. So if we're focused on just fulfilling what we said we would do, it's a lot different than pulling back and saying, is this really working for the client? Yeah. If I'm the client, how am I looking at this? I don't, sure, I'm assuming it's going to get fulfilled because we gave yeah, them our I'm word. I'm the client. It's a good right. way to think. I, yeah. I'm the client. And I think that's what separates us. We don't just build websites. We, yeah. we want people to find them. We yeah. want, right. We, we want, want client success. what we built. You know? Yeah. We want them to find our name in the bottom footer designed by. So we don't we don't just like Dave said, we like we don't just build it and forget it and move on. We 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 follow it, we audit it, we wanna we want successes for our clients and that's the that's the difference here and that book keeps us on track. What one reason why I want you guys to read this book it uh, together as a team is because I just recently read a book called Range. And uh, it just changed my perspective on everything. And so one thing it talks about is birds in the air and frogs in the mud. And so when you get really good and you specialize at something, you're a frog in the mud. You're like down in that, in that mm-hmm. space, you know. You only have insights from that space. And that it can be super limiting in marketing. And so how I started this by being a frog in the mud. And then slowly as I hired more and more of you guys, I became the bird in the air looking at the 30,000-foot view and how those things cross and where the lines are. And then I've put you as frogs in the mud. Each of you I've put as a frog in the mud in a space in marketing. And now me as a bird in the air, I'm like, guys, pull your head up and look at the other spots here in this so that you can see what I'm seeing so that you can pull insights from what a, guy A does into what guy B does and connect guy B to guy C. And now we've got this holistic, this, this is connected approach. And so this to me felt like it would give us a good manual to really talk, you know, bird in the air. And one day, one of you guys will be a bird in the air and I will be sitting, drinking a margarita on an ocean. Be a watching ocean. the cage match. Watching <laughs> a cage match. Okay. So anyway, there's that. Thanks for listening to the Search Hustle podcast. If you're interested in learning more about digital marketing and taking your knowledge to the next level, be sure to check out searchhustle.com, where we've got tons of free content, stuff that we use every week to market businesses, as well as our in-depth digital marketing course. Start your search hustle today at searchhustle.com.